The name of this sermon is We Are One. And a song that I am totally encouraged by and I'm always excited to hear is We Are The Ones We've Been Waiting For. We, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. What a joy to hear that right before I jump on and do digital ushering on Facebook. And you know, for a time such as this, something I think about is we're challenged on every level and how do we keep it together and hold it together and come together and stay together at a time such as this. Perhaps we're in a place, family, of very necessary disruption. Somehow we must remember that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Today's scripture is Psalm 133, a short, poetic, and historically profound scripture. Hmm, reveal time. I remember when I was an undergraduate at Syracuse University and I was asked to bring a particular inspirational writing to a student union meeting. And I, in my, what I thought my wisdom was at that time, that I was just going to pick something out of the Bible about unity. What a great message for the student union meeting. And I'm such a thoughtful and wonderful and a marvelous campus leader to offer such a scripture. Well, as I began to read the scripture, I heard the oohs, the ahs in the audience. Ah, loved getting that feedback from my peers. And I decided not to read the rest of the scripture. Yes, I know Psalm 133 is a short scripture, but I decided not to read the rest. I decided that I didn't want to read scripture that I was still wrestling with or that challenged me. Who is Aaron? Her mind? Oil on the beard? What is that? So I just summed up and said, I'll read the part I like about unity and being pleasant and being together. Eh, all the other stuff, what does that mean anyway? My 19-year-old self was a puffed up, egotistical student leader who only gave attention to what I thought was the best part of Psalm 133. The verse that comforts and compels us to keep the faith. Unity in God is the significant theme in Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. Verse one. Hmm, feel good verse, yes. All right, fast forward to 2018. As I was a grown woman attending seminary, dealing with the deconstruction, construction, and reconstruction, of my comprehension, not just of the Bible, but of other holy scriptures, I realized that comfort and discomfort go hand in hand as I continue to learn life lessons. I cannot just engage with the scripture that lifts me up. 
I cannot just engage with the scripture that makes me feel comfortable. I must also engage with scripture that gets under my skin and it angers me and it annoys me, but most of all, it challenges me. My grown self read all of Psalm 133. Hmm. In the now and the present. My grown self asks now, is there a possibility that we can live in unity? Is there a promise that we can be one? Huh. Really? How can we consider unity? How can we think about unity when there's so much trouble in the world? Pandemic, economic panic, violence, conflict, so much, so much trouble in the world, so much trouble in the world. So pause. The historical aspect of this psalm might mm, provide insight for our time and place. The poetry of the first verse tells us that for generations upon generations, connection, goodness, and the pleasant work of being together for common causes generates harmonious unity. Maybe, I wonder. Psalm 133 is a song of ascent, a song for going up to the high holy place. The Jewish people in ancient times considered the high holy place as the temple in the city of Jerusalem. The worshipers at that time literally went up to the mount to reach the temple. At the temple, Jewish congregants considered it the highest act to worship God. Now, my spiritual imagination comes forth and again, I wonder, did all Jewish siblings sing with joy as they ventured up the mount to go to the temple? Were their ancient Jewish siblings climbing up that mountain to the temple with heavy hearts, carrying sorrow, doubts, regret, fear, frustration? Perhaps they were singing to reclaim and to repossess their joy, their abundance, unity, that oneness. Maybe. I wonder. The second verse refers to how our love and unity flows like precious oil. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. We may think and we may remember that Moses anointed his brother Aaron with oil. Moses offered this rite of passage to Aaron to remind him of the priestly tribe in which he belongs. Generations and generations to come are still aware that oil represents the ever-flowing worship, overflowing abundance of God's love, bringing the faithful together in unity, a blessing of the spirit. Psalm 133 also discusses the dew of Hermon. Mount Hermon is a 
distant to the north mountain, north of Jerusalem. Mount Hermon rises above the Jordan Valley. And Mount Hermon is usually arid and dry. So the dew that comes after the rain and snow is considered quite precious. So the third verse, it is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. This psalm encourages us to keep the faith. Our hope, our love must flow on and our abundance comes in many forms as one beloved community. Our oneness in faith, hope, and love is the power of God's grace. The psalmist also reminds congregants for all to worship God as one. The psalm reminds us in the present day that the high holy are not just on a mount. The high holy is flowing down into the valleys and plains. The high holy flows in you and in me. Mm, the high holy places live on in you and me, in us. Let this psalm support us in this time and in this place to be able to keep it together, hold together, come together, and stay together. Again, because we are in a place of perhaps necessary disruption, necessary dis disruption to do new things and to heal in new ways. Let that oil run down. Like our Jewish ancestors, that climb that they made to the temple, we're climbing to get to our temples in this time and place. Climb on, rise up, rise up, rise up. Let unity and oneness in faith flow on us abundantly. We are one. This is what love looks like at its very at its very best. It is unity. It is pleasant. It is everything. Yes, this is what love looks like. We are one. Maybe, I wonder, let it be so. Amen? and amen.